Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Monday night, the Mets lost in the most 1962 Mets way humanly possible to open a homestand. They played for a full four hours plus, and in the end, a miscommunication on a pop-up, pushing the Mets to a bummer of a loss. Actually, the game time was 4.20 officially, and up in smoke it went when a fly ball was bungled and the Giants win the game 2-1. to one. Unhappy sigh. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Mets are doing. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. Well, for those that don't know the story, during the 1962 season, which was not a very successful season, 40 and 120, as a matter of fact, record-settingly bad in the major leagues, uh, Richie Ashburn was the Mets center fielder, Venezuelan shortstop Elio Chacon, and uh, Richie Ashburn found themselves colliding in the outfield occasionally. When Richie would go in for a catch, he would scream, I got it, I got it, only to run into Chacon, who spoke only Spanish. So... Ashburn learned to yell, yo la tengo, yo la tengo, instead. That seemed to solve the problem. But in a later game, Ashburn saw Chacon backing off. Very nice. He relaxed. He positioned himself to catch the ball and was promptly run over by left fielder Frank Thomas, who understood no Spanish and had missed a team meeting that had proposed using the words yo la tengo. Legend has it, after he got up, Thomas actually turned to Richie Ashburn and said, what the hell is a yellow tango? And I I can't corroborate that part of the story. But that was part of the 1962 Mets folklore. And wouldn't you know it, in 2018, it lives. Unfortunately, Mets lose the game. And a night when 4 through 7 in the order went 0 for 19. That didn't help. Wilmer Flores had three of the Mets' eight hits. Mets didn't score since the first inning in a game that took 13 innings. Two runs, eight hits, two errors for San Francisco. One, eight, and three for the Mets. Okay. Let's get to it here. We're going to recap this bad boy for you. Brought to you by Burke Rehabilitation. For over 100 years, Burke Rehabilitation Hospital has helped patients achieve their maximum recovery from a life-changing illness, injury, or surgery. Give them a call at 914-597-2200 or go to burke.org for more info. Last time there were three runs total scored in a Mets-Giants game was the 2016 Wild Card game. The winner-take-all that the Mets did not take. Jairus Familia gave up the three-run home run in the top of the ninth to Connor Gillespie. You guys know all that. And how only the Riveras really threatened with base hits. TJ and Renee. As Drupal Cabrera had a single. And Ty Kelly had the other one. Addison Reed escaped the bases loaded jam in the eighth. You struck out Hunter Pence and you're thinking, man, this thing really could happen. But the Mets never got to Madison Bumgarner. They wasted a great catch by Curtis Granderson. It was a, a just a heck of a ball game. Syndergaard and Bumgarner going toe-to-toe. Didn't quite have that sizzle on Monday night, 
at the ballpark. The Mets finally getting back off that 11-game road trip, and it was a successful road trip. They went 7-4. and four. And finally playing the San Francisco Giants. Here it is August 20th. We've seen the New York Giants playing games before the Mets and the San Francisco Giants were playing games here in 2018. Giants came in wounded and not good. They had just been outscored 20-6 to in Cincinnati. They're a season-high eight games back. They have hit two home runs in their last 115 innings. I mean, this is a team ripe for the taking here. Derek Holland was the starter. Again, Zach Wheeler. Zach obviously has been phenomenal of late. He had been 6-0 in his previous six starts coming in. The Mets had won five of the previous 35 Zach Wheeler starts. So things had really been picking up over the last six games for Zach. The number six pick in the nation for these Giants in 2009. And for the fifth time ever, gets a chance to face off against the Giants. He was brilliant. Ten strikeouts. That's the most he's had in the game since 2013. Actually struck out a dozen Padres out there in San Diego in August of 13. But Zach with a 1.93 ERA now in his last seven starts. He deserved a better fate. He just made one mistake. If we can uh, quote from an 80s song, uh, that was a walk to lead off the seventh inning. The only walk by a Met pitcher in a stretch of 29 innings was that one. And wouldn't you know it, it came back to haunt. Brandon Belt with a single. And two outs later, Alan Hansen, a little chip shot bloop that just feathered down in left field. Frazier was playing well off the line at third, couldn't get back to it. Rosario had too long a run because he was shaded around. This is after Wheeler had gotten out of a second and third, nobody out situation in the fifth. Remarkable. Struck out everybody he faced after that. He had nine strikeouts through five innings. We mentioned he had 10 through 7. Gazelman came on, pitched two fine innings, and it was Blevins and Seawald, the rookie Zamora. Tyler Bashler got fitted for the loss because of that drop fly ball. And we're going to hear from Mickey Calloway about that in just a moment. But here's what I saw. I saw Ahmed Rosario going back and waving his arm from shortstop. Well, Dominic Smith isn't looking at anybody's arm. He's hollering, I got it, I got it, I got it. And he certainly could have got it. I mean, he was right up under it. But he plowed into Ahmed Rosario, who I I did not see yelling for the ball. I, I saw him waving his arm. But that doesn't count because Dominic Smith is not looking for someone waving. He is listening to see if he's going to be called off or not. The ball falling. Actually, Rosario had it for a moment. And then when he got just completely uh, barreled into by Big Dom Smith, Andrew McCutcheon couldn't believe his luck. He was just trotting down the line at third, figuring that the inning was over. But he scored. Mets were taking huge swings pretty much from the seventh inning on. And nothing was happening. They had one great opportunity in the seventh inning. They had runners at first and third, one out, and a chance to retake the lead. It was 1-1 at that point. But Ahmed Rosario, on a 3-2 count, went after a changeup. He rolled into a double play. And then the, the one other great chance the Mets had, I suppose, Jose Reyes was up against a guy named Reyes, Reyes Montoya, in the bottom of the 11th. He almost lined one over Brandon Crawford at short, but Crawford perfectly positioned. He leapt up just, I don't know, six inches to make the catch. Not a spectacular catch, but it it ended that threat. The Mets did have a threat in the 12th inning. They had two on, but Austin Jackson popped out. Then by the 13th inning, they were out of players. Jason Vargas had the pinch hit as the last chance for the Mets with nobody on and two out in the 13th inning. And yes, at the four-hour, 20-minute mark, it was finally over in a doleful way. As the Mets hitting a 2-13 for the year at home now. 
fall 2-1. to one. Mickey Calloway was talking before the game about those home road splits where the Mets are literally two runs worse per game this year at home. And he's got some theories. I think some of them are pretty good. I mean, the, the Mets in the outfield, they don't have a very athletic outfield. Juan Lagares, if he was healthy, he would be an athletic outfielder. But you, you watch a lot of these other teams come in here that pride themselves on athletic defense. They'll go and get balls in the alley. And the Mets really don't do that. So uh, the Mets scoring is depressed because they'll hit what look to be doubles to the alley that are run down. And the Mets don't run those same baseballs down. They really don't. And, you know, other than Cespedes, who obviously is lost for the year, a lot of their guys, yeah, they're 390-foot fly ball hitters. They're not 420 guys. So in this ballpark, it's not an unfair ballpark, but you need to legitimately hit it to get it out. A guy like Jay Bruce, for example, when he's healthy, and even Wilmer Flores right now, a lot of fly balls. Todd Frazier, same thing. I mean, he'll hit him 380-390. Todd Frazier in Cincinnati and in the Bronx, those are home runs. But at City Field, they are not. Jay Bruce, all that time in Cincinnati, those were home runs. They're not. So it's a theory, and I don't think it's a bad theory for Mickey Calloway. That, that could be part of why the Mets are so depressed in terms of scoring at home. But certainly depressed is the right word for this one. Met fans just kind of stumbled into the darkness after this. A 2-1 to loss in 13 innings. Let's hear from Mickey Calloway. He's brought to you by Ridgewood Savings Bank. At Ridgewood, you'll find the same time-saving online and mobile tools as the big banks. But with better service, fewer fees, and none of the runaround, check them out. RidgewoodBank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here is Mickey. Yeah, I think uh, Rosie was camped under it, and then uh, he kind of felt and heard Dom coming up on 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 the on the back of him, and and kind of flinched and dropped the ball. Is that inexperience on Dom's part, or is it lack of attention to detail? No, I mean it's inexperience. He hasn't done that um, often, um, and you know he'll get better at it. I think that's one of the reasons we're we're trying to get him reps when he was in AAA and left, and. You know, I think that uh, he, he's got uh, a learning curve that he's got to go through to, you know, play left field the way that he's capable of playing it. Tim on the right. As far as degree of difficulty goes for different sorts of plays left fielders have to make, where does that play fall on the no, that, that's a that's an easy play. I mean, it's a camped uh, shortstop, uh, and we missed the ball. Yeah, I mean, it's an easy play for um, our team, and we, we just messed it up communication-wise. Kevin on the left. Pick, the pickoff, too. I mean, uh, that's 101, right? Basically yeah, yeah. I mean, you you got to be able to uh, make a routine throw to first. So we, we, we cost ourselves the game tonight with uh, some fundamental things. Matt in the front. Do you worry with uh, Dom at all that this stuff weighs on him? You know, he had the rough start in spring training he hasn't produced up here you have a play like this that for you know as much as you guys are trying to get him going here that this stuff you know kind of burdens a guy no i mean i think you always worry about that with your players uh the bottom line is you have to get it done whether it worries you or not and we're we have uh, resources you have your coaches you have uh, other things that can help you out and uh we're always willing to help but uh the bottom line is uh you have to have to get the job done Aaron on the left. How impressed were you with Wheeler tonight? Uh, really impressed. I thought he threw a, another great game. You know, out there he, he dominated um, and did a great job. He pitched out of a, a really big jam that one inning. 
Um, I thought our whole, you know, pitching the whole night, pitched out some jams, and Bachelor did a great job of kind of navigating that inning right there. Got the easy pop-up, and we just misplayed it. So uh, the pitchers did a heck of a job tonight. All right, that's the skipper. Oh, boy. Well, just a tough one at, at City Field. We'll get to what's brewing for today. Brought to you by the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. They're making a big-time comeback later this year. Returning to your neighborhood under new ownership, but still, as always, serving the finest premium coffees from around the world, Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. So the Mets starting up this homestand at 0-1. They're going to have Stephen Matz on the mound in the Tuesday night game. It's not gone well for Stephen of late. You probably know that. But after that, it's Noah Syndergaard, 8-3, 3.40. Thursday is the marquee matchup. Jacob deGrom, 1.71 against Madison Bumgarner, a Cy Young guy back in his heyday, 3.05 ERA. But you know what's crazy? Those two guys combined this year, their record is 12-12. and 12. Jacob can certainly speak to that one. The Mets now, since July 1st, 22-22. and 22. You'll take it, but boy, we we all got our appetites just completely out of whack. I think the 11 and one start, the Mets spun out in June. Of course, they had the five and 21 June, but they're actually 22 and 22 since then, without Bruce, without Cespedes, and this hodgepodge in the bullpen. I mean, after Gazelman tonight and, and Blevins, uh, Zamora looked fine. Bachelor, I thought, looked pretty good. Drew Smith keeps emerging. He didn't pitch in this game. But the Mets really like Drew Smith. They, they love his demeanor. They love his stuff. He's actually got eight scoreless innings in a row. So some of these younger pitchers are starting to, to hit it for the Mets, and that's all well and good. But, again, just to recap it quickly, how the Mets lost it in uh, in stunning fashion Monday. Chase Darno, Travis's brother, leads off that 13th inning with an 0-2 single on a slider. Then the Mets have a chance to pick him off. Wilmer Flores drops the ball at first base. Then there's a walk, then there's a steal. Bachelor gets a, a foul out. Wilmer Flores actually gets a man at a home plate, the Lucas Duda play. He throws home and actually cuts down a runner when Buster Posey chopped it to him. Then they pop up Brandon Crawford and the Mets get Yola Tangoed and, and they lose by the final of two to one. Quick reminder, if you're coming to see the Mets in New York from out of market hotel tonight, get that app on your phone. I tell you about it all the time. Like they say, they only work with places where they would stay as well. Hotel tonight, super invention, and we thank them for their support of the Daily Mets podcast. Mets make three errors, score only one run, but tomorrow's another day. And I guess that's today. Enjoy your day. Thanks for listening. This is the Daily Mets podcast. I'm Josh. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.